Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 27. It's been a while since we've recorded anything. Um, apologies for last week. Life just has caught up to us and it was just a week that we couldn't get together and stuff just kept coming up and I felt like I've been running crazy the last two weeks and so Steven has been saying get your crap together and I was like listen I'll get it together this week <laughs> hold on no have not said that I'm uh, always I'm always the one to blame even though it's not my fault <laughs> even though it's 100% my fault um but thank you for letting us take a week off that was very helpful and so we are back and ready to go um, I say that as we talked about a couple weeks ago about how we're going to make each season 30 episodes and then kind of do a little bit of a break. And here we are with episode 27 and I'm like, we're ready to go only to stop in a couple more weeks. Um, but um, exciting things coming with the season finale and then with the new seasons, um, we're still getting um, a lot of recommendations and a lot of edits that we need to make. So if you have thought of something and haven't made it known, let us know. Um, I was with my family this weekend, and they they let me know some changes we need to make. Um, and we're going to. So we've got those on the list. Um, so yeah, let's just go ahead and get started with this episode. So this week... Um, my sister actually sent to this to me from TikTok because I think I've made that clear that we're both on crime TikTok. So she just come it just randomly comes across. But today we're going to be talking about Brooke Skyler Richardson. Um, she went by Skyler most of her, uh, most of the time, which is her middle middle name. And Skyler was born and raised in Carlisle, Ohio, which I just thought was cool because Twilight. But anyways. Um, if you wouldn't have said that, I would have never have known that. Uh, it's the never first seen thing Twilight. that came to my mind. Oh my gosh. Why are we, how are we friends? We, because we have other things we're friends about. <laughs> Anyways, Carlisle, Ohio. She lived there with her brother Jackson, her mom and dad, Kim and Scott. Now, both Skylar and Jackson grew up as athletes. Jason or Jackson was a football player and Skylar was a cheerleader, specifically a flyer. So if you have no idea anything about cheerleading, she was the one who was like being thrown into the air. She's the one that's being lifted into the air. Um, I'm not a cheerleader, so I hope I'm correct in saying this, that it's normally either the smallest person, either height wise or, um, what weight wise is normally this person that's being thrown in the air. Um, so of course the pressure of being the flyer for the cheer team caused Skylar to form an eating disorder. Kim, Skylar's mom said that this eating disorder started around when Skylar was 12 years old, which is wild. That's crazy. I know. So, I mean, of course the family says that they tried you know, therapy, everything they could to help her, um, but that she has been struggling with this for years. So that's just kind of a little um, background about Skylar. So now, like I said, already the family is experiencing some negative feedback from their community and their neighbors. Some people in the same town as them said that Kim, Skylar's mom, was very vain about both her and Skylar's appearance. 
So when Skylar's eating disorder kind of comes to light, a lot of people also said that Skylar was getting a lot of pressure from her parents as well as cheerleading. So the community is already kind of asking if the parents are really doing everything they can to help Skylar or if this or if they're just adding to the issues that Skylar um, was experiencing. But of course, this is all just hearsay from people in the town. Um, and something that we don't know for sure. But as details of this case come up and we talk about it, you can make your judgment at the end. So now going into 2017, Skylar has a boyfriend. She starts dating this boy named Brandon, who is a junior at her school. And everybody likes Brandon. Skylar's parents thought he was a really good influence on Skylar. They said that she seemed genuinely happy and that she was even gaining some weight. So they're thinking that this is a really good thing for Skylar. So as things are getting more serious between Skylar and Brandon, Kim tells Skylar that she thinks she needs to be put on birth control. Skylar agrees. And so they make the appointment to kind of get that started. At her appointment, though, Skylar is given some wild news after some tests are run Skylar is told that she was 36 weeks pregnant okay so I never really paid attention much in health class (laughs) and um there's somebody that we know and she's um I can't even remember how far along but Mm -hmm. like it was like Jordan was like oh that's quick and I was like or like you know she was yeah not around this time but you know s- something along these weeks uh-huh. and I'm like that 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 is <laughs> right I I have no concept of any of this so normally so I'm just gonna okay here we go science lesson for me go ahead oh I say science like I'm not haven't been pregnant so I could be wrong but I think the average is forty forty one weeks is birth time um birth time. <laughs> birth time. <laughs> um so 36 weeks she that's like eight months so and you're pregnant for nine months so she's there like she is right there so the fact that she's <laughs> this far along and she's just now finding out is wild um but this also is evidence that like first off she's a small girl she's still a small girl 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 at eight months pregnant so uh, this is <laughs> wild just to start this story off so that this is where we are so of course at this time Skylar gets real emotional she tells the doctor that her mom can never know that she was pregnant she even asks the doctor to continue giving her the birth control prescription because if she didn't leave with it her mom would be mad and upset since this was the whole reason that they had come there so, at this time, the doctor made the decision to give Skylar the birth control like they came there to do, only after they made her promise that she would come back to see them to get any help or to get some help with the baby. Now, you're like, hello, dummy, what are you doing? At this time, she's 18, so it's not like the doctors can just go up to her mom and say, hey, yo, here's what's going on. Um, because they've got that confidentiality 
Um, and so I'm thinking that doctors are trying to just do whatever they can to make sure that they, that Skylar does come back to see them. But she leaves this appointment figuring out that she's 36 weeks pregnant, but she also leaves with some birth control. Um, don't know if that was a good idea, but that's my non-medical mind, um, saying that. So anyways, continuing. A couple of days after this, Skylar goes to her school's prom with Brandon in a skin-tight dress, and still no one notices. No one notices that she's pregnant. I just felt like pointing this out because she's in a red, skin-tight prom dress. Um, and just, the f- I mean, first off, the fact that you're 36 weeks pregnant and you don't know it and you can't tell and other people can't tell. And then just a couple of days later, you're at your prom and you're like, here's my skin tight outfit. And you're like working it. It's just wild. <laughs> um, huh. I know. I know. So just a couple. So now we're at July 14th, 2017. Police show up to Skylar's parents' house asking to speak with Skylar. They tell her that she's not in trouble. They just wanted to talk. What happened was that the OBGYN that Skylar had her appointment with called police, telling them that Skylar was pregnant and that there were rumors around town that she had the baby and buried it. So when Skylar is brought into the interrogation room, she opens up to police and tells them everything. This is how fast we've talked about interrogations and how long they can be. Skylar's interrogation was only an hour. So that shows you like it didn't take her any time at all to come out and come clean and tell them what happened. That's pretty crazy because, you know, most of those times it takes an hour. Just I mean, like, you know, if someone's being interviewed or interrogated, they'll sit there for an hour and not say anything. Just staring at them. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of. She gets in there and she just lets it all out. Apparently, she had a lot to get off her chest. Apparently, right. So with you saying that, that was a good. We haven't even talked about this case, but that was a kind of a good little. We'll bring it back up. (laughs) Good job. Um, so she does tell the police that two months after she did give birth to her baby. She went back to the same OBGYN and tells them that she had the baby, but that it was born, stillborn. So I should have given kind of um, a warning earlier in the episode. Now that that, that's out there, we do talk about stillbirth a lot. And I know that sometimes that can be a sensitive subject. So I I should have given a warning a little earlier. Um, But this is kind of the main point of this case so if this is something that you're not comfortable with or something that is just not in your alley um this is not the case for you so this is my warning now so she continues to tell police that on may 7th 2017 she gives birth to a baby girl who she names annabelle she says she started feeling contractions earlier that morning and that later that night she gave birth to the baby in the bathroom of her parents' home alone. She tells police that the baby was born stillborn, that she checked the baby's breathing, there was nothing, so she took the baby and buried her in the backyard of the house again alone by herself. So she was asked about the umbilical cord 
and she said she didn't cut it and has really no idea what happened to it. This could be evidence that it was detached during pregnancy, which would result in a stillbirth. She described the baby as being white and pale, which is typically how a stillborn baby is born. And like we had pointed out, Skylar only had gained 15 pounds with her pregnancy, which also could have been a factor for this stillbirth. So before we get into the trial and stuff like this, there are just some facts thrown out there that about the stillbirth and what could have attributed to the stillbirth. So... The fact that she tells police multiple different times that the baby was born stillborn, this is the biggest part of this case because the question is, was the baby born stillborn or was it not? And now are we looking at a murder case? So this is the big question with this case. After the interrogation, police go to Skylar's house looking for the baby's grave. They find the body and bring it back to a pathologist. Six days later, police call Skylar's family, asking them to bring Skylar back for some more questioning. They tell Skylar that the pathologist came back and said that the baby's body had been burned. Excuse me, what? I know. She then tells police she has no idea how this could have happened, that she didn't do anything like that, has no idea. But after being interrogated, police, sorry, by being interrogated by police again she tells them that she might have burnt the baby's legs a little bit with a lighter saying that she tried to cremate the baby the the reaction you're having is the same reaction there's there's so many clips on youtube and i had a hard time finding which ones to post onto our facebook page there's so many clips of the interrogation of her trial. I th- this case was so uh, popularized as if I can use that word because of the nature of this. Um I remember when it happened, I remember seeing it on social media and there's so many clips so you can see the clip where she says I cremated the body and the interrogators like you cre- you tried to cremate the baby. Like, so the reaction you're having is the reaction that everybody had. And they're like, what? So, like, stuff isn't adding up and questions are happening. So this is, like, where people are like, what is going on? The longer she is in this interrogation room with police, her story starts to change. Now she says that the baby was born alive, but that there was a little bit of gurgling from the baby. So now this is where everything changes. At first, you said the baby was born stillborn and that you buried it. Right. Now you're saying, no, she was alive. She was gurgling a little bit. And now they're like, okay, so what happened? So now that the story has changed and Skylar now could have potentially murdered her baby, Skylar is arrested for reckless homicide. She's go ahead. Okay, so I'm just. It's a lot to process. It's a it's a ton. Um, I'm going to post. I'm going to post a a gif or jif. How do you say it? How would you say? I think, jif. Okay. 
we got out. We have a live audience, and they said GIF. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to post my GIF because that's how I say it. Right. Um, of how my my facial reaction was there you during go. all this, there <laughs> just you go. for a little visual representation. <laughs> um, but no, that is it's really wild to me that she can go in there that first time and tell i mean it makes kind of makes right. sense to me that she can tell the if it is a lie in just directly an hour of okay yep this is what happened right. boom 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 i mean that's true that's something i didn't think about but i mean even still how i mean even in that moment of like okay you know what you did i will tell did you not match that after going over this case and obviously after looking at this case i still don't know kind of where i stand um but something i didn't think about was the fact that you know because what i thought about was you know we see a lot of cases where the person comes into the interrogation room and the first time they've got their story straight you know they know what they're going to say and then the second time is when they're caught up in the lie but I didn't think about the fact that she was in the interrogation room for an hour. Right. So you would have to have your stuff pretty solid and tight to be able to get it done in an hour. So anyways, mm-hmm. you're saying a lot of good things that are making me question my thought process. But, but yeah, so I mean, and it's just, it's so crazy to me that people, and and we've learned this from other episodes of like, You've got to get it really hot, you know. You've had it's. I can't remember how how hot how hot the temperature was, but it was like oh, two thousand yeah, yeah, degrees yeah. or something like that. Not from a little bitty lighter. Yeah, from <laughs> a little Zippo lighter that right barely would you know burn your skin just barely enough. Right. So, so but yeah, that's she is yeah. arrested and she's put on a five hundred thousand dollar bond, which of course her parents take care of. And they take her home. Two weeks later, Skylar's case was brought in front of a grand jury. This time, though, she has new charges against her. She's now being charged with aggravated murder, along with involuntary manslaughter, endangering, endangering a child, and abuse of a corpse. So, because she's got new charges, she was arrested again. But, again, still her parents bailed her out. So, around this time, though, here's some new more information to blow your mind. Another pathology report comes out saying that the initial report was wrong and that there was no burning or any sign of burning. And this becomes a big part of Skylar's defense. I know. Um. They come back and they say that they believed that Skylar was made to give a false confession during her interrogation. They said that Skylar went into the interrogation saying that she did not burn her baby, that she had no idea how those could have happened, but that over time police said, well, maybe you did burn the baby just a little. And this is when she came forward and was like, yeah, I did just a little, and her defense said the same thing happened with the false information about the gurgling that happened. It never happened, but Skylar was pushed to to say it did. So this is where her defense is coming in. So now whether those two things were really true or not, we don't know. 
but this is what the defense used to help Skyler's case. So, prosecution, however, did not change anything about this case, and they stuck by their charges. Their only kind of thing they said was that the fact that Skyler admitted to burning the baby and admitted that the baby that was gargling. So that was like enough for them. So they're like, yo, you admitted to it. That's all we needed. You're done. Um, while the defense is like, no, she didn't do that. But police made her say that. So this is where both sides are coming from. July 2019, the state reaches out to Skyler to see if a plan could be worked out, if a plea could be worked out between them two. They said that they would take off the aggravated murder charge if Skylar agreed to all the other charges. Skylar told the state that she would not take the plea. She said she wouldn't confess to something that she didn't do. So on September 3rd, 2019, her new trial begins. The biggest thing in this trial this time is that there is no evidence that the baby was alive when it was born. The only evidence they have is that Skylar said that the baby was gargling, but then came back and said that police were pushing her to say that. So this is kind of the only, and this I think is why this trial went so big, is like there's no, not a whole lot of evidence going on here. Another thing we need to talk about is the fact that Skylar did go to the OBGYN just a couple of days before the baby was born. And the baby was fine. The doctors didn't have any concerns at that time. So what happened in the time between the appointment and the birth where the baby is born stillborn? This is when we go back to the birth control. It was proven that Skylar did start taking the birth control pills 11 days before the baby was born. So who knows what type of damage that does. Um... I will admit I did not do a deep dive on this. Um, first off, because I don't want that in my Google search. Um, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what that could have done. And I, well, I'm saying, like, I'm not – everyone's looking at me in the room. And I'm not trying to say I wanted to do a deep dive, but I just don't – No, I get you. 11 days, like, I, I don't know how much damage that would have done. Um, I'm not on birth control and I'm not educated enough for birth control. So I don't know the effects of that is just what I'm saying on my non-medical. I don't know if 11 (laughs) days could have ended the baby, if that makes sense. Um, But 11 days before the baby was born, that's when she does start taking um, the birth control. So more questions. Does Skylar want the baby? You know, she keeps the baby she keeps the baby a secret from everybody. She didn't tell anybody. So she doesn't have because she didn't tell anybody, she doesn't have anything to care for the baby. So like what was she planning to do after the baby was born? There are just so many questions. You're so there's a lot of questions in this case and um during this trial. Then there are questions about Kim, which is Skylar's mom, and her involvement in everything. Apparently, the OBGYN accidentally sent an email to Kim about the pregnancy. And when Kim reached out to Skylar, Skylar told her mom that it wasn't true and convinced her mom that it was a mistake and not her. Um, so, I mean, the fact that Skylar has the baby in her parents' house by herself... 
that makes you wonder what kind of relationship does she have with her mom to begin with and makes you wonder how much her mom was involved. So some people say they believe Kim knew and didn't want Skylar to have the baby because it would have ruined their image of being the quote perfect family. And again, like I said, there are so many clips on YouTube and there's one clip in particular after her interrogation, you can see her family, her parents walking into the room and her mom says, we had the perfect life. We had the perfect family. So just the fact that your mom is saying these kind of things to you, first off, what does that mean about your rela- your relationship with your mom? And then why would, you, why would your mom say something to you like that? But anyway, so like just a lot of things that were going on. There were even text messages that Skylar sent to her mom saying, I hate being like this. I want to look amazing again more than anything. So there was even a text that Skylar sent to her mom. Like right after giving birth, she says, and this is what the text says. I'm literally so excited now just for dinner to wear something cute. Yay, my belly is back. If you didn't know what was going on, as a mom, wouldn't you be concerned about what she was saying? Wouldn't you ask, what? But to play devil's advocate, I mean, I get it a little bit because her daughter does have an eating disorder. So you don't want to say or do the wrong thing that would send her into a bad place with that disorder. But the fact that she's like, I hate being like this. I want to look amazing again. You don't just get text messages like that and you're like, yeah, me too. No, these text messages, they bring up concern unless you actually know what's going on. So anyways, a lot of questions. In the long run, September 12th, 2019, the jury found Skylar not guilty on all counts except abuse of a corpse because she buried the baby. This is a felony charge which can result in about a year in prison. The next day at her sentencing, she only received three years probation. After researching this case, there was an article in November of 2020 where Skylar's probation was terminated nearly two years early. So she only served 14 months of probation, and that's all she did. So. Wow. It's a. It's not. I. It's one of the. It's not. What am I trying to say? I have no idea. Um, You've, this is all you right now. It's one of those. I went back and forth. My sister sent this to me, and I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I should do that case or not. For I don't really know. I didn't really have any reason why I wouldn't do the case. Um, but I was just like, I just don't think it fits with like the other cases I've done so far. Um, but I was like, I have to do this case just because of the fact that there's so much information in here. Um, and the fact again, that it was such a big case in the public eye and that there were so many different opinions about this case. Um, I mean, even the fact that what really convinced me to do the case was the fact that I had researched the case, looked at all of these articles and I myself don't know where I stand with this case and I don't know how to feel about this case I don't know you know I don't know there's just a lot of questions still and I can sit here and say I don't know which side I'm on 
Yeah, this is this is definitely a head scratcher. Yeah. It's a it's a definitely you can go either side of the aisle on this one. Um, you know, it's just there's there's almost you know, there's there's the contradicting evidence, which, right. you know, the pathology report was, oh, yeah, they burned the body. And then the second <laughs> one, oh, no, they didn't burn the body. So I don't, you know, there's a lot of that, you know, that type of information that it doesn't really make it clear right. one way or the other. So this one's really a, you know, it's really a, you know, case by case, person by person right. deal on this one of, of how you feel about it. And I... Honestly, I'm kind of, mm, I'm kind of leaning more towards she did it. That's that's I mean that's just me, but that's kind of how I'm leaning on this one. And and so then it it turns into 14 years probation, and that's all you got. But then I'm like, but can you charge someone for having a stillborn baby? You can't really. I don't know. I don't know. This case is just one that I'm like, I don't know it's still. And so I think that's why I decided to do the case is because I did all this research and I'm like, I don't know. So bring it to the people and let the people help us figure out to where we stand. Cause I have no idea. Yeah. We'll put a, we'll put a poll on, on. Inst- I'm excited for people. I've, there's been several people who have listened to, um, cases that we've put out and then they've come to me and I we just went on a trip me and my sister and I was my driver that I was with he was listening to some cases and he'd take out his earbuds and he'd be like yo that case was wild and I'd be like well let's talk about it and so we've had several people who have come up to us and said can we talk about this case real quick and I'm like yes let's talk about it so I wanted this case to be a case that people would come up to me and be like, well, this is what I feel like. And I'd be like, well, tell me because I want to hear. Um, so I, and it's always, I don't want to use the word fun to look at a case and be like, you know, who done it, who did it, you know, and get your mind thinking a little bit. And so this is one of those cases that there's just so much information that you, like you said, could go either way that you're like, where do I stand? So it's a, it's a, Nice little case to bring out there and a nice conversation starter, I guess, if that's your thing. If you're listening to these podcasts, then you're definitely using them as a conversation starter. My sister is. What's your opinion on Ted Bundy? Let me know. He's our conversation starter. Anyways, that's episode 27. So it's a nice one to come back to after our week break. Um, But now... We take this time and we talk about our sponsor for this episode. I'm going to plug in my dad right quick. There was a couple weeks ago, um, at this point, probably a couple months ago. Sorry, Dad. Um, he came and visited us. And my brother also has a podcast. And so my dad slid my brother some money and slid me some money and said, um, here's some money I'm sponsoring your next podcast and I have not given him the shout out that he deserves and he has reminded me every visit since so we were there last weekend and he said I'm still waiting for my shout out so this is my shout out to my dad thanks for the money you gave me after you left 
It was greatly appreciated. Um, love you. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to talk about our sponsor, our second sponsor for this episode. And we'll come back with our floor in a minute. This is where we Google Florida man along with a random date and I sit back and giggle at the article that Stephen finds. Okay, so since we went super long, you know, know, 30 minutes. Sorry. I'm going, no, you're good. This is fine because this is a short one anyway. So I'm not even going to ask you a question Great. this week. This is this is how outrageous this story is. <laughs> so uh, this is from July 27th of 2017 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, the headline goes like this. Florida man robs bank, then gets naked, Whoa. and throws money. Whoa. Uh, authorities in Florida say that they arrested a man who robbed a bank, stripped naked, and ran down the street throwing stolen money. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> instead, the FBI says 25-year-old Alex Sperber is charged with bank robbery. A federal complaint says the man told the authorities he parked his car at the bank, made a gun motion with his hand, and demanded money from the teller, who gave him about $4,700 in a bag. Um, officials say a red dye pack exploded, like they always do, uh, staining his clothes and a cast on his left wrist. Um, Sperber was taken uh, to the hospital, uh, but he was uninjured. And, of course, it's unclear if he has an attorney. <laughs> Love that they added that part. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's really all that I have for this one. Um, it was just, uh, I searched through a couple different ones. I mean, if you're going down, you might as well throw money around to help, to try to help other people, I guess. <laughs> Modern day Robin Hood. <laughs> right. Not quite the uh, outcome that Robin Hood you had. You know you're going down, but... but Throw it around, help some other people Goodness out. Goodness gracious! But yeah, no, that that's was pretty. I'm impressive that he was able. I mean, I guess it doesn't. You know, the bank knows it's not going to end up in his what it, ugh, words. Like he's not going to get away with it anyway. Right. So maybe that's why they. Yeah. Haha! Here you go. Um, but impressive that he got away with it. Well, it's pretty funny that or they it didn't. But that's pretty funny that he also said that he made a quote. Gun, right. a gun motion with what his hand. What does that mean? <laughs> his hand, you, like finger guns. Give it to <laughs> me. I mean, no actual gun, just a hand, and he got away with it. I mean, no, again, didn't get away with it. I need to stop saying that. He was caught and did not get away with it. But is that that's a good one. Is that where the term handgun comes from? Okay, that was a bad pun. Okay, flew over Sam's head on that <laughs> one. I'm not good with jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I could I'm about made another joke okay, about whatever, you. Okay, whatever. Thank <laughs> you. Anyways. All right. That's episode 27. We're leaving on a good note. Short Florida man this week. Episode 27. A very long episode. Sorry. That's what happens when we haven't recorded in a long time. But thank you guys again for letting us take that week off. Um, it was greatly appreciated. Thank you for letting me t- me take that week off. It was greatly appreciated. Um. We will be coming back with some really good episodes in the next couple of weeks. And then we've got a really good season finale for season one. Um, And then 
start back up with season two and get that started and rolling. Um, but genuinely, like I said, if you have ideas or suggestions or opinions, let us know. Um, this is something that we don't go back and listen to our episodes because we both hate the sound of our voice. We do a little bit to edit, but that's pretty much it. Um, so we do this for other people to listen to. So if you don't like it, you've got to let us know and how we can change that. So won't do a whole lot of blabbering because we're already the longest episode we've probably ever done. But thank you, thank you, thank you um, so much for your support. Like always, you can follow us at Crimeology Pod and on our social medias. Um, like always, I am Sam. This is Steven. And this is Crimeology. <laughs> <laughs>